Hey everyone, it's Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, and you're listening to another DevOps Chat. Happy to be joined in this episode of DevOps Chat uh, by actually someone who grew up in my neighborhood. <laughs> we we knew each other, well, we didn't know each other way back when, but we come from, you know, a very small area of uh, concentrated, uh, a lot of people, you know, we, we know from that area. But anyway, Evan Kaplan, CEO of Influx Data and of North Woodmere. Evan, welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. Thanks for having me. Look forward to pleasure. So, Evan, it's been a long, strange trip from North Woodmere. Why don't you give our audience a little bit of your background and your journey, and then we'll jump yeah, in. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, very long for me. Um, if those of you don't know, that's a suburb of New York City, right near Kennedy Airport that we both grew up. Uh, my strange trip took me to Seattle, where I finished up college um, and worked as a climbing guide for for years, and then um, worked in aerospace and started a company, the first company in to develop SSL-based VPNs called Aventail back in the mid-90s, dropped through the bubble, ran a public company called iPath, and about two and a half years ago, met Paul Dix, the founder of, um, of Influx. And Paul and I really connected about his vision and what he was doing. And, and we partnered together to start building Influx from 25 employees back then to um, north of 100 now. So going fast. Good stuff. Good stuff. And, and Evan, I, you know, I, I'm going to assume most of our audience has at least heard of Influx data. But for those who have or even those who haven't, just to, you know, set the level, level set, Tell us about what Influx Data does. Yeah, so um, so Influx Data is an open source time series based data platform. Um, it's the leading time series platform out there, and time series is the fastest growing market in the database data data category. And so um, Paul, our founder, um, spun up Influx back in two thousand. I think it was late two thousand thirteen. Um, it received a lot of accolades on GitHub. It was a very popular project, and um, it has grown dramatically since then from roughly, I don't know, a thousand, a thousand sites running it to today, you know, we're approaching 200,000 sites running it. Wow. Um, and, you know, most of the large global 2000 is running it somewhere. So That's, that's really impressive, man. That, that's something to be proud of. Um, so Evan, you know, we, we could probably spend our whole 20 minutes talking, you know, generally about InfluxDB and what's happening, but I, I wanted to kind of dive in a little bit and, and talk specifically today around instrumentation and, in, you know, in modern, uh, in modern software installs in the modern software factory, you know, this whole term modern has become sort of a, a, a catch-all buzzword, dog whistle, if you will, for what we talk about things like agile and DevOps and and serverless and microservices and all, all of these, you know, ways that we, we're seeing uh, software being written, managed and deployed today. So talk to us a little bit about it, if you will, Evan, what, you know, what, where's your take on this? Yeah, so um, I think we're, you know, um, we grew up in the industry, you know, going back um, a couple of decades ago, the common method for monitoring or instrumentation 
of systems was you would buy a package from HP OpenView or CEA or a mainframe management package, and you buy a monitoring for a service package. And they were expensive and they were largely horizontal across the stack and, and um, you'd implement those. And, and then, and what's happened over, you know, certainly over the last 10 years during the DevOps revolution is that stuff has, has fractured and, and you've seen companies like Splunk and Elastic and a variety of other folks arise to, you know, to, to handle the monitoring workloads in an open source sort of fashion. And now if you take a look at DevOps world, all of most of the solutions are dominated by by open source kinds of models if you look at state of the art now that that people are really paying attention to the revolution that brought you to logs and log views of stuff and the consolidation of logs has moved much closer to metrics and events and what i mean by metrics and events the instrumentation of real time of these complex systems and they're not just software systems that are devops things so um, those are obvious, but they're also hardware systems. They're IoT things. And so what's happening is if people want to see these complex systems and they want to interact with them in real time, because the only way to characterize these systems is to watch them behave in real time. And observability, as you know, Alan, has become sort of the key word here. And observability generally means real time and it means metrics and events. It doesn't mean verbose logs. And so what what we're trying to do is help developers specifically and up the chain architects and CTOs build instrumentation or telemetry natively into these complex systems so they can view these things in real time. As you can guess, the data loads with this are absurdly high. You know, you're talking about hundreds of millions of points a second in some of these systems. Um, and you're talking about being able to visualize those in near real time and build control loops in near real time. And you're talking about this sort of next generation of lack of a better way to say it, system instrumentation and management. Sure. Evan, if I could stop you there for a second, you know what I find interesting? We're talking about building this instrumentation and to give people insight. And who are we giving insight? Well, you mentioned developers and managers and architects and CTOs, etc. But you didn't mention ops. And is yeah. that yeah. Isn't yeah. that a uh, isn't that a little bit of, you know, I don't know if it's Freudian or if it's just insight into what today's, you know, what today's world looks like for these things. And, you that, know, you know, that, that discrete ops, right? That discrete yeah. ops role is changing, right? Into, into what you obviously cover, which is this DevOps. And so our yeah. view of how our, our um, the uptake of our platform into large corporations you know, companies like IBM and Cisco and SAP and Tesla and PayPal has been from developer or DevOps people up. So we tend to think of make it super easy for developers, right? Get their time to value down to really, really minimal. And then it will rise up and be taken as a complete operational system. So we tend to think of it from developers up, not to say the operations guys um, aren't relevant, they're super relevant. It's just when we enter into a large opportunity or a business or that sort of stuff, it's usually coming from a developer who figures out he can instrument his code, his service, his offering relatively quickly with Influx. Got it. And I'll tell you something else, I, it goes back to what you mentioned earlier. The, the sheer volume and the, uh, 
and the acceleration of data, right? The, 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 so no, it's how much data and the speed that it comes at us, you know, with automation and everything that that brings, it, it you know, easily outstrips the ability of, of a human a lot of times to stay on top of it. So you almost need to build automation, machine learning, AI, into these types of instrumentations that, that you know, yeah. only bring what the human really needs to see and touch or make a decision on to his attention because so much of it is just whizzing by right now. You know, in the last, in the last week or two, Evan, I probably had a couple of discussions I'm trying to think of a friend of mine who was CEO at Science Logic and another company mm-hmm. called Ravel Systems. Some friends of mine in security just launched something called Disrupt Ops. And they're all talking about this term AI ops. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering, is this something relevant to what you know what you're talking about with instrumentation? You know, where does that fit in? How do we how do we account for just the big data nature of this? Yeah, I think first of all, it's absolutely. So if you think about so the journey, let's call it let's call it the end state of all of this is true autonomy, which yep. is very rare and in fact almost never the case, right? Mm-hmm. But if goal stage is true autonomy. What's that journey look like? It looks like first and always, and most importantly, and by the way, the stuff that we skipped a lot when we, you know, when we were in the earlier stages of our career, it is in fact instrumentation, telemetry. Telemetry always was an afterthought before, whether shipping a product or a service or that sort of stuff. Now the ability to drive that cost of instrumentation down so low that the ability to see what's going on and create the data, not just see as in human see, but create the data has changed dramatically. So if you follow that journey, you go from instrumentation, you go to observability, you go to automation in the form of, I've observed these sorts of things, whether it's through AI capability or not. I've built control loops because I've observed them. So I've built control loops to keep that, you know, to keep it in relative stasis, right? To autonomy, all of that, the last two steps, right, even the last three steps, involve some form of machine processing of learning, whether it's machine learning or AI or call it. But all of that gets increasingly sophisticated. But it, it means taking in, as you sort of articulated, you know, millions, hundreds of millions, in some case, billions of points per second, right? Yep. Think about you know, it's a completely, you know, what a different world um, than doing server management with your CA Unicenter product 20 years ago. <laughs> to say right? that, I, I, I hear you. I mean, it really is. If you, if we transported, you know, if we could do that, if we could transport someone from, not that long ago, Evan, in our, no, no. like, from 1997, 98, right? I was helping an early ASP interline. We were building, opening data centers, managing Lotus Notes and PeopleSoft and, and stuff like that. Right. If I could take a knock guy from there and and show him today's velocity and that the fact that we actually do have telemetry and we actually are building tools that allow us to manage at that level, it would be, you know, it would be like taking someone from colonial times and showing them highways with cars. But you Alan, know, start, these, solutions, these solutions are still sitting out there. They're huge. Oh, well, that's the scary thing. Yeah, I mentioned my friend Science Logic, my friend Dave Link. He, he was saying that's his, you know, and they've done very, very well. 
And his thing was just replacing the Tivoli's and the Unicenters and, and the, you know, that generation, if you will, of, 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 of network management, of, of, you know, systems management. If I could tell you what, back in, you know, the late 90s, as I was building an ASP also, based on the Aventail, the SSL VPNs, what we were spending on NetCool back in yeah. the day. And, and NetCool like was a new program, right? Yeah. Before IBM bought it. Right? It was one of the cool new kids at the time. Exactly. If I could tell you what somebody could take with Influx today and do, you know, relative to what NetCool did back in the day, and the difference, right? Just, you know, first of all, they could do it for nothing. Forget paying licenses, and then you know, and the amount of scale, the amount of data collection, and the ease of sort of visualization is dramatically, and all this oh, is open source. Phenomenal, yeah. it's just crazy. So, so Evan, let's bring this back to Influx. How did how does all this now manifest itself with your business today? Yeah, so that's right. So, so we had. We look at our businesses in two segments, right? We look at it as the instrumentation of and the collection of data around software, be the platform of record for this next generation of, of, of you know, cloud software. And I don't have to describe to you is, is that, you know, if in the old days it was a, you know, it was an X Windows terminal talking to a Unix server app, um, today there, you know, there is no there there. There's a virtual network. There's, you know, there's VMs, containers, and microservices, you know, that are growing at exponential rate. The whole infrastructure is ephemeral, so the monitoring and the instrumentation workload is dramatically changed. So one side of our business is really focused on that that opportunity, and we call that the DevOps chain of the business, right? Because it comes up into organizations through DevOps folks who bring in influx and instrument. The other side is IoT, which is completely different. So while DevOps is largely metrics driven, IoT is largely event and metrics driven. And that's the instrumentation of the physical world, right? Yeah. So our watches, our clothing, our healthcare, our cars, our homes are all being instrumented with sensors. The amount of data pouring in through that is driving, you know, is driving whole other systems interfaces. And while most of our time was spent on the management of software systems back now, it's this deep, deep integration of software and hardware deep. And so, um, and so our business breaks out into those two categories largely. Got it. Got it. Um, Evan, anything, any new news coming out of Influx you want to share with our audience or? You know, we're, we have, you know, we're almost constantly releasing stuff into the community on a regular basis. So no news that I'd share at this moment. Um, we can touch base in three or four weeks. We have our big Influx Days event. We'll make some announcements there, but um, um, but you can just you can look for us to build increasingly sophisticated solutions that allow people to do their machine learning workloads, their application tracing, their login metrics, their asset management on top of Influx. What we want is people to use us as the platform of record for all of these metrics and events pouring in. You know, we live in interesting times, and yeah. uh, I can't wait to see you know, where, where this all goes as well. So we're about out of time though here. I, as I mentioned to you, the 15, 20 minutes goes so quickly. Yeah, uh, it really does. You barely have it, you know, it is what it is. But Evan, thanks for joining with us. Evan Kaplan, CEO, Influx Data. You know, we're, so in three, four weeks, you have your event coming up. Maybe we'll have you back. We can talk a little more about that. We're doing a big, uh, 
I didn't even announce it yet, but I'm going to announce it right here on the show with you. We're going to be doing a big virtual event December 18th uh, called Predict 2019. And we're gonna, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to be opening up the crystal ball and asking a lot of pundits and experts and so-called experts what their you know what their predictions are for what 2019 has in store. Maybe we can have you back then, and you we we can uh, we could do some crystal ball gazing. That'd be great, Alan. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. All right, have my a great friend. Day. All right, you, Evan Evan right. Kaplan of Northwood Mirror and Influx Data. <laughs> Thanks for being our guest on this episode of DevOps Chat. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com, and you've just listened to another DevOps Chat. Have a great day.